Hello, everyone. I am Ray Lockdust, and this is Halloween. Halloween. I I should have asked how to pronounce it before I began. This is Halloween episode for serious and sober, serious and scary. And don't worry, the answer to whatever noise I just made is coming. But before we begin, I'm going to talk. What? I know. Um. So. To prep for today's episode, I had some intentions. I had goals and I had things that I wanted to prepare and talk about. Great things. And like any good college student, I started preparing five hours ago instead of my usual allotted time. And don't worry, I very utilized the first few pages of Google for this. So today I want to talk about the history of Halloween. And don't worry, that's not the actual episode's theme. We're going to get serious. I'm taking my glasses off because the glare is driving me crazy. I couldn't imagine. And don't worry, I'm going to give you a close-up. It's Halloween. So, um, Halloween is, you know what? I have notes. And I Honestly, I thought I was doing well and then I just realized I'm like, I have no idea about anything. What even is a holiday? So, um, something I did find interesting in my research was that depending on the source that I was reading, the traditions were written in either a past pre uh, a present tense to indicate that the traditions are still being practiced, or in the tense as if it is a lost culture. So, an example would be, um, it is believed that in Celtic tradition, during um, <laughs> during um, Samhain, they would uh, tell stories by a fire, and, um, and or it would be like like it is a tradition to gather around a bonfire and exchange stories of the year because, um, yeah. Anyway, if my humanity is showing a bit more than usual, I do apologize. Mental health has been doing the thing, and I'm just gonna be real about that because like. Well, anyway, um, if I do make any errors, please be patient, especially when it comes to talking about Sawin, because as I said, this is something that I, I was researching just today, and I am working on limited time, limited sleep, limited energy, and limited knowledge, and I am just doing my best. Anyway, um, today we are here to celebrate Halloween. That's it. Now, where to begin? What is this? What are we doing? Um, as you might be aware, I don't know, um, this Saturday is Halloween. More on that later. And um, what might be new information to you is that today's guest goes by the name of Callahan. And having been born on the night of Halloween, it is their birthright to celebrate. But looking into it, is that a little disrespectful? Well, like... The Catholics already absorbed Samhain into Halloween, so if anything, it's moving towards decolonization, right? Thank you, Void. I appreciate you. Um, so um, Samhain is um, commonly mispronounced as Samhain because that is how it's spelled and language does that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a very important pagan date. Um, it's um, essentially, it is a new year. It is in between the fall and summer equinox, and they are, and it is, um, 
It's been celebrated in Britain for centuries, and its origin is in many, many pagan Celtic traditions. What? Um, it is a Gaelic word meaning end of summer. Wow, it sure is time at the right, anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, it is the time of year when the veils between this world and the other world are believed to be at their thinnest. So it's when the spirits of the dead can mostly um, mingle with the living once again. It's um, it's why we have the. I might actually go into it later. Never mind. Um, so I'm just gonna do a sidebar and say that um, costumes were um, um, were started to um, I to there there are two kind of theories that I kept finding between one was um, to blend in with the dead and the other was to scare them away by being like i'm scarier than you and um honestly i found several different sources that said both so correct me if i'm wrong i would love to hear feedback in the comments because i love feedback <laughs> um, 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 um. Yeah, so when um, the festival was adopted by Christians, they celebrated it as Al Hollow's Eve or All Saints Day, which was originally in April. <laughs> but then they were just like, this looks like a good place to put it. <laughs> um, it still retained elements of remembering and honoring the dead, which is a great thing to do at the end of the year, which is like, like it's um, you're, you're expressing gratitude and you're honoring the changes and it's um, much like with like like with the death card for tarot, it's um, death isn't like only literal. Where like like obviously like there is a huge part of the culture that is to um, literal death and connecting to our lost ones. But then it's also just like um, like a loss of a past self and changes that you've gone through the year, which is why it's connected to. Um, a New Year's celebration often. Um, another um, um, Celtic New Year celebration is, um, oh, I did not look up the, the pronunciation of this one, so I apologize, but it's, um, it's spelled like in bulk, and it's in February, so that one is festival marking the beginning of spring. So um, in my assumption, <laughs> um, one is like, like a new, um, so for some people, maybe the idea of the New Year resonates with them, the end of the past year, so you would um, cling to um, Samhain, or if um, the idea of like, like celebrating the new year is the new beginning, then it makes sense that you would do the spring one of Imbolc. In bulk. <laughs> My white little mouth. Anyway, <laughs> um, the Oxford Dictionary of World Religions claims that Halloween absorbed and, ab and, abdo and adopted the Celtic New Year festival. Um, there are supporters of the view that Halloween, as the eve of All Saints Day, originated entirely independent of Samhain, and some question the existence of a different, specific pan-Celtic religious festival, which took place October 31st, which to me kind of sounds like they're saying, hey, we didn't steal it from you. Anyway, um, th that is the history of, that is not the history of Halloween, honestly. I could have done like eight episodes on that. There was so much information. I got overwhelmed. I had to do an anxiety. And that is why I'm a little flustered today. But that's okay because you're here with me. And you know who else is here? Giselle Callahan. <gasps> what? 
Is that a spoiler? No, I told you that already. Weren't you listening? I'm gonna bring them in because I, I have to. <laughs> Hi. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm I'm okay. Uh, I don't really have a lot to complain about. So. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's awesome. So um, happy early birthday. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, before we get into anything serious, I think that we have to talk about our costumes because costumes are for me, the biggest part of Halloween. Mm -hmm. And let's go. I'm gonna let you go first as the guest of guests. Great. Well, today, everybody, uh, I, I'm going to make it so. I am a slutty John Luke Picard. Okay, so show us some of your details. All right, so uh, I'm not a makeup artist or even makeup savvy, um, but I've, uh, I think the only thing good that I did with this is that I've got the John Luke Picard eyebrows pretty well done. So They're good eyebrows. Really the highlight. <laughs> um, and then I've just added in like, you know, his, his signature, like the, the 11 wrinkles and then I filled in my own wrinkles because he has wrinkles I don't so I had to like fill it in um and he's got that like that that dimple right here that I tried to and then I've got my little my little emblem so I do have it on the right side for you Star Trek fans at home it's just for some reason my laptop flipped anyway this should look like it's here because anyway, that's not important. And then I've got this uh, red, like this dark red um, sort of shimmery. And then I've got a tank top underneath because uh, nipples aren't allowed on Facebook. Nipples aren't allowed on Facebook, but they are allowed in my heart, so. Oh, I <laughs> your heart, I gift my nipples. Thank you. Bow, 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 bow. Um, I'm gonna talk about myself now, so I'm gonna throw you back out so it will be so I'll be bigger. Because I realized as as you may have noticed halfway through, I realized that was a good idea to do for you, and that's why I left. So because I'm thinking about myself ahead of time. <sighs> okay, so I need to get a better um layout. Anyway. I am a terminator. What? I also did my arm, but I didn't finish, so I put on a jacket. But it was on the way to looking kind of okay. <sighs> I don't have a red contact, so I just gave myself red eyeshadow. But I'm actually, like, I don't hate this. I couldn't find... Uh, I'm not going to go into a tangent about, like, just, like, this... Basically, it was one of those everything that could go wrong is going to go wrong things. But I am actually so happy with I'm going to take pictures. Don't worry. I'm going to take pictures. No one's asking for pictures, but I'm going to supply them anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'm a Terminator and I love it. And I put on this choker because I'm badass. And I'm going to keep the jacket off because the jacket was just for the initial look. And I am hot. <laughs> um, I am also going to say that I might. This might be a sexy costume because of my tank top. Is that, um, oh, is this one of those just sexy by default moments? Oops, what have I done? I sat on my keyboard. Oops. I'm so glad that I didn't close this. That would have been embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, um, 
thank you again so much for coming on the show, especially as the honored guest of birthdays. Thank you. Uh, and for answering the pronunciation question, of, I, I always say Halloween, so like the GH is silent. Oh, Halloween. That makes sense. Instead of like Kala Halloween, I'm, I'm just adding unnecessary syllables into yep. it. Or a Kala Hala. Kala Queen. Kala Queen. All right. All right. So are you ready to find out what you're doing tonight? I'm so ready. I'm, I'm, I'm jazzed. Okay. So um, to begin, everyone, we are going to... Um, Surprise, we're both, um, if you couldn't tell by the fact that we're bald, we're both um, non-binary performers. Just kidding, non-binary doesn't have a look. We're just stereotypes. Oh, yep. <laughs> anyway, um, we're gonna be bobbing for apples, but I'm not gonna use my face. Okay. <laughs> so what I have here are numbered apple slices. I'm gonna move up closer because um, you need to see them. Great. So I have numbered apple slices, one to 13. Ooh, okay. And um, I'm hoping the color doesn't completely wash off in the water. <laughs> but um, I scraped, so I'll be, I'll be able to figure it out, worst case scenario. But basically, we're going to be bobbing for apples, because I'm just going to, I didn't want to use 13 apples, because that's crazy. Mm. Um, or anyway, um, <laughs> so we're gonna be bobbing for apples. I'm gonna be grabbing them at random because I have numbered questions. How many questions do I have? I have 13. How many pieces of apples do I have? 13. <gasps> I planned this. So I'm gonna go dump these in my bucket of water and we're gonna begin. And while we're doing that, um, I'm gonna give you some speed round questions. Can I get your name, your pronouns, and something you didn't expect to talk about today? Uh, my name is Jess, pronouns are they, them. And then the third one was um, something I didn't expect to talk about today. Yeah. Um, I get there's so much that there's so much that could come up that I oh, just the first thing. Just come on. Just first thing that comes into your head. Um, nutrition. That's good. Yeah. I have no questions about nutrition for you. Okay. So don't worry. That's good. Um, all right. So um, before we begin, this is a non-numbered question. What? I'm cheating. I just really needed to have 13. It was important. Anyway, Jess L. Callahan. Yes. What does non-binary mean to you? To me, it is not existing exclusively as male or female it's 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 not within the uh the traditional western colonial white supremacist binary of male and female it's it it is not that it's a it's a, a decolonized idea of gender or it falls into a decolonized idea of gender um yeah it's just i'm not a man i'm not a woman um and I kind of leave it at that because I like for for myself because some people are like oh a, a lot of people assume that it means I'm neither like or that's not the right way to say it a lot of people assume that it means I'm a gender and uh and that does fall under the non-binary umbrella but like I'm not a gender like it I do think that 
so like I say, it's not binary. It's just that I'm not male or female. That's really just it when, when with regards to like me. Um, but yeah, to a lot of people like, oh, that means that you're like you're, you're both or it's, it's, it's weird. Um, I, it's hard to explain it to cis people. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why we have so much like like, like the scales and the spectrums. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I've never found one that I resonate with. But I like I I resonate with the sentiment of it. You mm -hmm. know, yeah. Where I just like I can appreciate where this is going for, and that is a way to articulate it. I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've also had people who think it means I'm asexual. Like I've. That happened at a, at a former workplace where um, uh, one of the managers, like a, a little bit, a little bit older, um, he was he was trying. God bless him. Um, but he thought that non-binary also meant I was asexual, and like I'm very much not ace. Like love those people; they belong uh, in the LGBT community. But I'm I'm that's not what non-binary means. I've also had people. <laughs> I also had people think it means intersex. Um, mm -hmm. I really would we'll just Google more because this available. Yeah, but that requires being an independent thinker, and sometimes people don't have access to that kind of oomph. So, yeah. Are you ready to bob for apples, or at least like watch me stick my hand in a pot? I guess I'm so ready to watch you stick your hand in a pot. All right, um, you just tell me when, I guess, because then that's a good way for you to participate. So, go. When. Okay, number seven. I need, okay, this wasn't as well thought out. I had a paper towel to put them down on, but I didn't have a paper towel to draw my hands, to dry my hands. <laughs> I was almost prepared. I was almost prepared. So close. <laughs> and so far. All right. Um, does being non-binary inherently make you trans? Um, I feel like I feel like that's a very individual question because I know non-binary people who very much identify with the trans umbrella, and I'm I'm one of them. For a long time, I I felt like I didn't have a right to, but. Mm -hmm. um, but trans just means you don't identify with the gender you were assigned at birth. And that is what I resonate with. I also know other non-binary people who, who don't classify themselves as trans. Um, and I think it's, I don't know if it, I don't know if it, it's inherent because like, it's a very individual question, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that's why um, these questions are for your perspective because mm. um, not only is every human being different but every non-binary experience is different mm -hmm. and i might go as far as to say viewers of the show i might have more non-binary guests and they might have different answers mm -hmm. yeah and i love that that is mm -hmm. honestly what i love about this like this format is because i get to ask the questions for you and how you see them. These, like, I, I want to, like, like for this, I'm trying to create what's not as Googleable. Okay, I understand. Something with more nuanced. Yeah, or just your own personal perspective on what these answers are. Okay, I know that, so for myself, it is inherently trans, yeah. And that, mm. that was a journey coming to that conclusion for a long time, and um, it was uh, one of my friends, um, Jay, uh, 
she was actually, I, I was talking to her about that. This was, a, I don't know, like three, four years ago. And I was talking to her about it and I was like, yeah, I don't feel like I'm really trans enough to claim it. And she's like, no, you're, you're trans enough. Like I'm a non-binary woman and I like it. And it's just, and that, and she said that, I can't remember how she articulated it, but she basically said something very validating. And, um, and that's when I started to feel better about being like, yes, I'm, yes, my kind of non-binary, like I'm the trans kind of non-binary, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does. Cause, yeah. and, and I think, I, I think like the, a big part of the difference is like, like, I think there are two things with it. I think some is just stigma of just like, I don't want to be trans. Cause like that was when I first came out as non-binary, I was just like, Oh no, it just feels like I, I saw how hard it is for my trans friends. And I'm just like, I don't have the emotional capacity for this. Turns out I did. I'm strong AF, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the other one, aside from stigma, is, oh gosh, what was my other point? This is why I need to write everything down. ADHD is not fun. Anyway, at least I know why I'm like this. Mm -hmm. Oh God. Oh God. This is bad. I'm medicated today too. It's like one thing when I forget and I'm and I'm not medicated and I'm just like, oh okay, that's just me no au natural. And I'm just like, this is me with assistance. <laughs> we all have our days. Yeah. Ugh. Can I have just like 28 years? I'm having them. Anyway, um Can you just like repeat what I was saying for me? So uh, we were talking the about, we were talking about the you were just talking about how um, you saw how it was difficult for your other uh, trans friends. Uh, so you were, well, that was one of the reasons why you were reluctant to come out as non-binary because you know how hard it can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think the reluctancy in attaching the trans is so much is stigma because you don't want to be attached to it. And I think the other half is what you what you went through. Uh, and, and, and I did go through it as well. Of Just like, am I trans enough? Am I different enough to accept this label? Because it's a heavy thing. I was also just worried. I was worried, am I appropriating transness? That was my thing. Yeah. And I was very worried about that because that's not something I wanted to do. And um, and I, I, I've seen, I've seen, um, I know that there are trans folk who say that about non-binary individuals. Yeah. Um, and mind you, I know way more cis people who say that shit and like cis people stay in your lane. Um, <laughs> but, but it's, yeah, and I, I was worried like, oh, I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be like a gender non-conforming cis person appropriating or invading a trans or invading transness. And, but the thing, the reality is I'm not the gender I was assigned at birth, and I do experience dysphoria. Not that dysphoria is a mandatory thing to experience to be trans, like gender euphoria is an important aspect as well. But like, I think I'm just mad at a lot of cis people who are like, you can't say, like non-binariness invalidates transness. And I'm like, that's a white supremacist view because there have been other genders for thousands of thousands of years. Yeah. And, it, and it's that white supremacist Christian, um, colonial view of gender like that's because like if you if you look at so many other cultures they have more than two genders and yeah so man. yeah yeah it's 
it's so it's such a bigger issue than so many people are like, like because it's being treated as this new age this modern thing and it's just like no it's been around for thousands of years it's actually like it not being here is more modern mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's just like for all of those people who want to go back to the good old days we're trying <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're bringing bring it back we're bringing it back mm -hmm. yeah don't worry we're on it um, yeah, I, oh gosh, I, nothing. I, I, I was just thinking, there's this joke I've been kind of working on. It's imperfect, but I'm going to say it. So it's, <laughs> um, so the boomers hate the snowflakes so much that they focused on global warming just to get rid of us. Ha <laughs> ha Oh no. <laughs> it's, it's almost there. You're, you're so close. Yeah, it's uh anyway, next question. Tell me when. Um when. Okay. Was that a point where I'm like, please, it's cold. <laughs> it was warm. I just got ready early. Oh okay. god, I'm just crazy. Um oh um are non-binary people the mental equivalent of intersex? Um I'm not sure, and I'm not sure I feel qualified to answer this as somebody who's who's not intersex or, as far as I'm aware, I'm not intersex. Um, I think, I think that, I think that there's a lot about biology that we don't know. Not even I think there is a lot about biology and biological sex that we don't know, and I feel like. Because there are people like, okay, like assigned female parts, female identity, that's a match. Assigned male parts, male identity, that's a match. Intersex, non-binary identity, that's a match. Like it's, it seems like a very black and white simplification. Um, but the thing is, like there are there are intersex men and there are intersex women, and and there are intersex non-binary people, but like. I feel like people just get too obsessed with bio with biological sex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't think I know what my answer is to this question. I'm just rambling. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's a hard question. I knew it was hard. I didn't expect you to be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like my short answer is no, but my long answer is well, depends on the person. <laughs> Because it's just like, like, and it also, like, as you said, like, there's so much that we just don't understand. There's like, like, there are like, like, sometimes people say there is a male brain and a female brain. Some people say that's false. It's like, okay, where it's just like, 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 there are different hormone levels. There are different brain shapes. There is this, there's this, there are all these different things that are affecting everything that we do. And how can there be a binary in it? It just doesn't make sense. I'm sorry, but the binary doesn't exist. That and I know that from my understanding of um, intersex conditions is it, it varies so much. Like it's, there are people who like, who they, they go their whole lives thinking that they're, um, they're an assigned uh, female person who identifies as being a woman and then they find out that they're intersex like in their 30s or whatever. Um, and it's like, 
because like their their ex like what made them intersex had to do with a chromosomal thing because uh, their reproductive organs were um, that of an assigned female individual. So like there are so many different ways to be intersex that it feels like it feels like a really big. It feels like there's an iceberg, and mm -hmm. like, the question itself doesn't consider a huge chunk of the iceberg. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, it's that was purposely a difficult question, so don't even uh, don't even sweat it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, it, it's just like I it's the kind of thing where I understand where you got there, but I'm gonna say it's a hard no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, are are we ready for a new question? We sure are. All right. Say when. When. Okay. Ooh, question three. Okay. Ooh, can you share with us the moment that, or a moment that helped you realize that you were non-binary? This is kind of funny. It happened at a LARP. Um, and uh, I was, so I was playing the game. Bless you. Thank you. So, um, wow. This is probably because I, I, have a, I have a candle lit here and I rarely light candles because I'm not allergic. I just, um, so to answer your question, I was at a LARP and it was, um, it was in the evening of a game and like we're all in character and stuff. Yeah. For those of you at home, LARP is live action role play. It's where you, you dress up and you pretend and sometimes you hit each other so much. Anyway, we were hanging out in one of like the communal tents and this one person who was playing a blind character, a sighted person playing a blind character, which isn't okay upon like years later, that's problematic. Anyway, he was playing a blind character and so his character didn't assume my gender based on my voice. Like I have a very high sitting voice, so I get that I'm often presumed as female identifying, but so his character as a blind person um, used the, the pronoun they for me because his character wasn't for my gender because he's blind. Um, but yeah, like, and it was the moment of like, oh, oh, that feels nice. And what I like to, I have this this shoe analogy that I like to use. Um, so she, her, it was like shoes that were slightly too big for me, where it was like, you know, that's better than shoes that are too small, but like, you know, close enough, that's fine. And then, and then I assume that, oh, this is just what, like, that's just how it is. And then I, then they, them was like, trying on a pair of shoes that fit perfectly for the first time ever. I'm like, oh, is this what shoes are supposed to feel like? Is this what something fitting you properly is? Um, yeah. 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 And and now I'm at a point where like she, her is shoes that are too tight. Like I don't want she, her at all. And I'm, I'm even fine with he, him. Like he, him is now the slightly bigger shoe where it's not quite it. But it's, mm -hmm. yeah, like, uh, I, I, if people are going to use a gendered pronoun for me, I'd rather them use he, him, because she, her just is, like, 
does not feel right at all. I find a lot of the times I kind of feel center mask a lot. So he, him is more comfortable than she, her, but they, them ultimately is the right shoe. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so I, I first figured out I was non-binary at a LARP. Um, yeah. But that being said, in 20, uh, 2013, yeah, like winter 2013, I started playing around with my gender expression. And in 2014, I started calling myself bi-gender um, without um, having too much knowledge about the non-binary umbrella. And then I started learning about gender fluidity. And But I didn't attach that to transness at the time. Yeah. 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 Um. I, didn't, I didn't have that moment of like, and I knew people who were non-binary and who used they, them pronouns. I was dating a non-binary individual who was using they, them pronouns. And, um, but yeah, having somebody use it on me, that was a moment of like, oh, if that feels good, I should probably explore this more. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I, um, my, my, my exploration started with cosplay. <laughs> um, and it was just cause like, like I would just like, I found I just started feeling really good when people would question my gender mm -hmm. and I was just like, huh, what's this? Because, like, even when I was a kid, I used to, like, I was aware of the idea of trans people, only, like, I didn't know the language. I would be, like, a boy in a girl's body. <laughs> so I would describe myself as, I feel like a boy in a girl's body that's not a boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to share this um, comment quickly because it made me, made me laugh. Um, so my roommate has um, burst out laughing hearing about LARP because of his own experiences with LARP. And then I'm, I'm wearing um, noise canceling headphones, so I had no idea of this, but apparently his own um, cackle echoed through the stream. Mm -hmm. So I just, um, for everyone who apparently heard a, a real live witch's cackle, <laughs> it was, it was Wes. <laughs> Anyway, um, I feel like we have destroyed that question, and I think we're on for another. Murder. Do you agree? Yeah. Murder. Murder. All right. All right. Say when. My hand is cold already because I didn't give you a warning. Okay. Uh, when? Okay. This is two. What does genderqueer mean? Um. That was one of the first identities I vibed with. Um, and I and I would still call myself that occasionally, but uh, I feel like genderqueer is not meeting gender expectations just in general, or, or to me, that is what it feels like. Okay. Just not meeting, like actively not meeting gender expectations. Rad, that, yep. Yeah. Short, sweet, to the point, and hands going back in the bucket. <laughs> when? Ooh, 13. I love how the 13 apple turned out. It looks so cool. I'm gonna, I'm dripping everywhere. I, I did not think that out anyway. <laughs> nice. Are you gonna Why is it so, 
Oh yeah, I've been been snacking on them, honestly. Yeah, I keep, um, I just, I mute my mic and then I bite apple. Whenever you have a long answer, I've been eating the apples. (laughs) So number 13. Yeah, like I would waste food. Have you met me before? (laughs) Rude. Anyway, I work in in the food industry. Of course I waste food. I am professional. I'm a professional food waster, but whatever. I try, I try not to think about it. (laughs) Um, do you, number 13, do you feel you have to mask all representation of gender in order to be a valid non-binary person? Um, I often feel like I have to lean hard against my assigned gender a lot. I do feel that. Um, but I don't necessarily like that I feel that um because like if I want to express myself in a more traditional feminine way that shouldn't negate that I am non-binary so I find a lot of the time I will kind of like go for a more like masculine androgynous kind of appearance it kind of, this is a complicated question. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a lot of times when I want to present more femme and then I don't because I don't want people to think that I'm not non-binary. But non-binary, I know that it doesn't have a look. Um, I know it doesn't have a look or it's not, a, it, or it doesn't have an aesthetic. And that, that's the whole point of, one of the points of non-binary is like, you can't tell by looking. Yeah. Um, but I often feel like I'm not going to be taken seriously as non-binary unless I find a way to physically present myself differently. Um, that being said, like I, I have a lot of traditional feminine features. Just as a per- that's one of the reasons why I shaved my head was because I was like, okay, you you want something. You wanted something more masculine here, like here's something more coded masculine. Um, maybe now people will take me and my non-binary seriously, but now nah, I still get misgendered all the time. So it's yeah. Um, I've um, I haven't really been outside since I started shaving my head, so I can't attest to this. But um, I I know. Um, Honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if he was if he's typing up the story right now. But I know for a fact when Wes shaved his head, um, he was misgendered all the time, and uh, so it's just like like because it can like because it, it changes your features, it shows things off. So it so it's just like that's um I I think that's interesting, and I'm just like because like I can see because like I have found when I've gone out and I've been more just masculine presenting, people will aggressively gender me. Mm-hmm. And that is something that is just like I'm not good at handling it because like I just never know what to do because it always like mm-hmm. yeah. And I know I know that with myself um when I've Sorry, had- I just have to show off I'm right about everything. Let's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I know that with so when I had when I was just playing around with my gender expression, 
Um, and I had short hair at the time. And I, I, I called, like, I would tell people, like, oh, it's my boy hair. It's my boy hair all the time. Um, mm -hmm. If I did genuinely actively try to present male, um, and I, I'm a, a very small chested individual, so it's very easy for me to hide um, the fact that I have breasts. Um, so in my, this was in my early 20s, uh, trying to present male. I could get to a point of reading male, but like literally a, my boy mode was literally boy mode. Like I, I look like a, an, a 12 year old or 13 year old boy. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, did I have a point? I can't remember if I had a point, um, <laughs> but, but I know that um, now is it, I haven't I haven't tried hard presenting mask with the shaved head so I'm not quite sure what the result would be. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm assuming that I'm just going to get misgendered just because of my feminine facial features and the fact that I have a very high sitting voice. I feel like though if I went into a high school presenting mask, I feel like somebody would think I'm a student. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if they would think I'm a, I don't know if they would think I'm a boy or not. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. Ginger's fake. Yeah. <laughs> Our society's presentation of gender norms is fake. You can yeah. have a penis if it means that you feel whatever. <laughs> um. Anyway. This is slightly unrelated. My slightly, this is completely unrelated. There, okay. was, there was a package that I ordered and I live in a, an apartment building and I just got a notification that they're five minutes away. So we might have to have a quick little intermission for me to run down and grab the package and come back. That's um, funny. I honestly, I have the same problem ah. of I'm expecting a delivery before 9 p.m. today. <laughs> Oh, 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 dear. <laughs> and I'm just, like, hoping for the best because sometimes places will just, like, wander upstairs and bring me my things. I know with us. And um, sometimes they don't. I know with us, um, I, I haven't. <laughs> I, I, I thought I set up the buzzer, but I did not. I have to figure that out still. Um, but it's also, mm -hmm. you can't just leave the path. Unfortunately, stuff gets stolen in this particular apartment building a lot. Um, I've not ha had it happen to me, but so whenever I have anything, whenever I order a package or whenever I'm ordering food and stuff, I do go down to get it because, well, well once I figure out my buzzer, that's probably gonna be easier. But it's yeah. also like, don't ever leave pack. Like I've, I've always made a little note when I'm able to make a note, like don't leave packages here, it will get stolen. Mm -hmm. Um, not that I, I don't live in a bad area. It's just this particular apartment building. Yeah, that makes sense. I, um, I think it's because it, it, I'm across from a subway station. I think that's. Oh I, yeah. Easy it, access, it, I guess. No, no matter. No, even if you're in a good area, you're across from a subway station, you're more likely to have your stuff lifted. Yeah. That makes sense. It's, oh, I never considered that. Yeah, that's my little theory. Yeah, that's 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 a good theory. I'm behind it. Let's um, continue, shall we? Sure, but if I have to suddenly run away. Four? 
you do that and just be like, okay, this is it instead of just leaving. And that's, that is the most I ask. Great. You got it. All right. Say when. When. Okay. Number 10. <laughs> okay. So this is one that like we've, um, we actually kind of just went into. Do you feel like you are forced to settle on female presentation? No, because um, honestly, the presentation that I feel most comfortable with is androgynous. Um, mm -hmm. presentation. Like, not that non-binary means androgyny, it absolutely does not. I just happen to really, really love androgyny, and I feel very comfortable with myself in androgyny. And um, so I'll, I'll often, like, even when I'm femme presenting, like, unless I'm going, like, hard femme, I'm usually, like, my gender expression usually ranges from femdrogyny to maskdrogyny, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But my favorite way to present is that like middle-ish point of androgyny. And honestly, like I, I live alone. So most of the time, like I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt and that's not necessarily gendered clothing. Um, or I live alone and if, and if, and if the temperature is nice enough, I'm not wearing any clothing and my body is a non-binary body. So, um, but there are also times when it's just like, I need to wear an article of clothing, but I don't want to wear pants, so I'm going to wear a dress. And it's not, I think a lot of the time my gender expression is motivated by comfort and not by gender. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, now I'm going to rephrase this question um, from the perspective of, as a performer, mm -hmm. do you feel like you are forced to fit yourself into the female box? Absolutely. Um, and my reason for that being my answer is um, there are not a lot of non-binary roles um, for both film and television and for theater. Um, so if I want to get work, I have to, I have to do the female roles, which is fine. Cause it's funny. I, I don't really get dysphoric from playing female characters. Um, the only times that I really get dysphoric within that is if I'm in a show or on set and I'm being misgendered. Like that's when, that's when I'm 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 feeling dysphoric about it. Uh, it's not about yeah. female character. Um, it's about not having my gender respected. It's not. It's when me the actor is not having my gender respected. Yeah, that is when that is when I feel dysphoric about it. But like. I kind of have no choice but to go for female roles because I, especially because um, I'm not going to be going on testosterone. So my voice is going to be staying here. And um, uh, other than the fact that I'm working out like wild lately, um, my body's not gonna look masculine. Um, Cause even, um, even if I'm wearing like a, a compressor sports bra or a binder, like, I, I don't really, I don't look like a man. I look more like a boy, but like, I'm not going to audition for like boy roles because I don't look boyish enough for film. For theater, I, for theater, I, for theater, I have gone for boy roles. I have played men in, uh, I've played boys in theater and that's not been a problem. Um, Cause you can, it's easier to hide and mask things on theater. On yeah. Theater. I, th I think theater is a lot more gender fluid then film not not that both of them don't have their own problems with that but like 
Yeah, um, I definitely feel pressured to exist more femme, especially mm -hmm. especially in, in film, not too much in theater, because um, there's quite a lot of folks in the Toronto theater scene who are quite gender aware. This is the, the order, the, the package. Okay. Hello? All right, so I'm gonna tell a story. Um, I'll be there in a second. So, once upon a time, I met Callahan on the internet, and we went on a date. That's right, it's that kind of relationship, it's that kind of story. Anyway, um, so our very first date, we went to the Square One Mall, and we walked around the mall, and we may have been um, loudly talking about musicals and sex, as well as maybe being those annoying people who were singing along to the musicals in our heads while we got sushi burritos. We then walked around Indigo after getting some Starbucks, and we, um, we found, I actually have it, but, um, not the same one, uh, but it's like like the special Super Hamilton book. And so we were singing, walking around Indigo and singing Hamilton and playing Hamilton and again, talking out loudly about sex. And yeah, that was our first date. And it's, we've been friends. <laughs> um, I think it's been three years, um, maybe two. I have no idea, I have, time is fake. Time is as fake as the construct of gender. And gender's valid if you want it to be. I have so many complicated feelings about gender. I have so many different answers to so many of these questions. Is that what I should be doing with this new free time that I have? Oh, I guess that makes more sense than talking about sex. Hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm in charge. The intersex question, though, oh my goodness, I honestly have been thinking about it all day <laughs> because it's as we were saying, it, it is such um, a wide topic, and I could see why a non-binary person would mentally want to consider themselves intersex. And even with, um, like, like, like when, um, like, like as Callahan was saying, there are people who find out like later in life, um, and some of that can even be like a hormonal issue. Or um, so it's like like for me, my body produces equal um, amounts of male and female hormones. Um, that is actually um, like PCOS, <laughs> polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is not fun. And um, oh, I wish I would have predicted that this was going to happen, and then I could have talked about Halloween here. Anyway. Um, the dictionary defines love. I have no idea why that popped into my head. Um, but yeah, I remember it was actually um, it was actually Callahan and Wes, our comment provider. Um, I was doing a body paint on Callahan and I was talking about the hormones and I was um, and I mentioned it. And Callahan asked if that made me intersex, and I said, "I don't know. I don't. Like, I don't think so." And they said, "Like, oh, congratulations! Like, I guess, like, like, in case, like, like, I'm finding like this new thing about myself." And Wes is just like in the other room, like, "I don't think that means what you think it means." 
<laughs> oh, I have no idea how long this is going to go on for. Um, hmm. Why aren't I better at communicating? Oh, I can just, I can tell jokes. I have jokes. Do you want to hear jokes? I have jokes. I'm a comedian. I'm going to pull You're trying to use my feminine wiles, but joke's on you. I don't have any. <laughs> I haven't been writing as many jokes lately. I used to be able to just like open my phone and just find a huge selection of just anything in the world that I would like and of just any joke. And now, um, yeah, wow, I've been sad. <laughs> And how how's the pandemic going for everyone else? I have been really feeling it. Um, I've been. Are you coming back? You're back. Good. I was I was like about to jump into like a stand up routine. I was like, all right, what are some jokes I can tell? <laughs> all right. Awesome. Cool. Um, I yeah. I I rambled. I talked, but we didn't we didn't lose any viewers, so I must have not sucked. Woo! But do I swallow? <laughs> All right. Um, we were done that question, right? I believe so. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. I'm going back in. Ooh, I may put my jacket back on. I just got, it's probably because I'm sticking my hand in this cold bucket of water. <laughs> anyway, la la la. When? When? <laughs> uh, nine. And I know it's nine and not six because I wrote them differently because I'm good at planning. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Number. I always read number six, though. Um, so you've been in um, you've been a professional actor for several years, professional performer. Um, how after coming out? Was your um, experience being casted impacted? Um, getting casted, getting cast, grammar. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what the right grammar is. Uh, I'm questioning everything. Um, <laughs> it didn't start. I, I don't think that it's, it's really affected my casting as Really, the only thing that it's affected is it means that my agent submits me for non-binary roles as well as female roles. Um, I don't think I've not gotten something because of me being non-binary, because usually I wait to disclose that I'm non-binary unless that's something more relevant to the project that I'm um, auditioning, submitting for. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I usually, because I, I guess I, I worry about it impacting it. So I haven't usually disclosed when I've auditioned for something. So like, unless somebody on the audition panel already knows. And yeah. this, this is more of a theater context, because with film, it's it's just, you get submitted for the thing, you go audition. Like it's, it's much, it feels much more clinical for film and television. Yeah. Uh, but like with, with theater, it's more so the way I present myself, I think sometimes has worked against me. Like I've had a more alternative appearance since 2014, 
14-ish, I started having a more alternative appearance and it just got more alternative, more alternative as I went along. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, having a less traditional appearance, I think affected me more than, uh, affected me being cast more than me vocalizing that I'm non-binary. Um, I've definitely not been cast in something because I look too alternative. Um, to my knowledge, I've not been cast in something because of being non-binary. Okay, that's that's honestly good. <laughs> also, I like I'll. I feel like when I when I go to an audition or most things are self tapes now. When I do an audition, like and it's uh, I'm going for like a more femme role. I will present myself more femme because. Mm -hmm. I don't want my appearance to work against me for getting work. Yeah. Like even um, before I was on binary, I would do stuff like that. Like if I, um, like if I knew that like, like, like a fact about a character, like I would like change their eyebrows or makeup and like, like I would do like a very sweet look. Like I would, I would, I wouldn't go as far as like showing up in costume to an audition or something, oh, okay. but I would dress the personality. For sure. And honestly, that's what, that's kind of what most casting directors will advise you to do anyway. So it's, but I know that, um, I hate, hate, hate putting on makeup for auditions. I hate it so much. I hate, hate, hate it. I will always hate it. Um, but there are certain, and there, there's a lot of auditions that I won't put on makeup for because it's like, okay, this is a, like if, if somebody on the panel already knows me, like I'm absolutely not wearing makeup. Um, if it's one of those things where like, oh, okay, like I, I can sing the role and I can act the role, it's theater. So like, I'm gonna be wigged anyway. So I don't really have to do anything more to my appearance. Yeah. Um, but if I'm auditioning for a crowd that's not used to my work, unfortunately I, depending on the role, makeup is happening. Um, if it's a non-binary role, I'm absolutely not wearing makeup. Um, yeah. Yeah. For, for film stuff, for film stuff, usually when I have, my agent's really good. I love her. Um, when she submits, like a lot of the stuff I've been getting lately has been for more non-binary or gender non-conforming stuff. So like that, so the not wearing makeup has kind of worked um, or has made sense, I should say, but yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. I don't mind wearing making make I don't mind wearing makeup for a performance because like again when I'm in a character like it's it's all a costume. Mm -hmm. I just, even like back in the days of interviewing in person, I hated wear, wearing makeup the ex, the expectation to wear makeup for an interview. Like yeah. And then it's like my appearance shouldn't matter. It's a like like apparent okay, I understand appearance mattering with regards to are you clean? yeah i get that that's fair are you presenting yourself professionally okay fine professionalism is an ableist thing that is for a different conversation but like whatever um but it shouldn't matter if i'm not wearing makeup it shouldn't matter and it yeah. still matters and it, i yeah because if you're seen as female and you aren't wearing makeup then you're automatically viewed as someone who's lazy who's unkept who doesn't care my skincare routine is incredibly vigorous. Me not wearing makeup regularly does not mean I'm clean. I have cleaner skin than most people. Yeah, and I'm gross, and I wear makeup every day. 
And I'm, I'm a professional makeup artist. I should not say that, but it's like, honestly, like this morning I was wearing yesterday's makeup. Like it was just a thing. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it just, oh gosh, I, I could rant about makeup for a good long time, but I won't. Things like I, I, I like, it's not even, I don't dislike makeup. I like makeup. It's just, I like makeup when I'm choosing to wear it. I, yeah. I like, cause I do enjoy makeup. Uh, I'm, and it took me a long time to get to the point of enjoying makeup. Um, like it, it's just, it's been a journey with that. Um, I just don't like being told to wear makeup when it doesn't like, yeah, I don't like being told to wear makeup when it's a context where it wouldn't, it just makeup's not adding anything. Yeah. Like if someone's like, Hey, uh, for, so can you do your makeup more like this for this? Um, if I'm in a show or, or, or for, well, for film, someone does your makeup for you. Um, mm. But if it's like a theater thing, like, cause I've had this happen where so, sometimes, so not including right now, but sometimes I'll do my, I'll make my eyebrows just a little bit too blocky. Um, so I've, I've had, um, I've had a, like I've been in a show where, um, where the costumes and wardrobe person was just like, can you fix your eyebrow makeup? And I'm just like, yeah, that's fine. So that doesn't bother, bother me, but like, the CEO person of the company's coming in, wear mascara, like, mm -mm. No, that's unacceptable. Like, it, that should be your choice. Like, if it's just like, like, make sure, like, there's, there's a difference between general grooming and aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it just like, like, it's one thing of just like, oh, it's like, like, it's one thing to encourage someone to look their best. Like, make sure you're feeling good. There are just like, there's so many other positive things that you could say. There are different ways that you could spin your language instead of just focusing on someone's external appearance. Because like the reason that you want, you know, your woman to be wearing mascara when the CEO is around is that you want to show off that you are like, you're creating a good work environment. So I don't know, maybe I actually just do that. Is mascara conducive to a good work environment? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Mascara means happy workers. Happy workers means good work environment. It's science. Can you can I trust me. Because you're a scientist? I have a lab coat. <laughs> yeah. Are we ready for our next question? We have, I think, like six left. Correct. Yes. All right. Say when. When? Number 12. Hmm. How do you handle being misgendered in the workplace? Usually silently. Um, it kind of depends. It kind of depends on the work environment because I've been in work environments where it's like, there is no point in me correcting this person because it's going to get turned around where I'm the one making a big deal about something. Um, and there's been times in a workplace where I've felt comfortable enough to advocate for myself and it's still, it still ends up being a struggle. Uh -huh. Um, and, and I've also been in work environments that I've also worked for employers that it's a, it's a company that claims to be gender inclusive, but then getting misgendered by the, the majority of the staff and then like trying to talk to the managers and be like, oh, well, this person, we can't like, we're not going to correct this person because da, 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 and this person, da, 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 and like, this isn't accept, this isn't acceptable. 
No, like, it's not acceptable. Like, um, I understand that there are people where English is their second language, but that's not a reason to not correct them when they misgender somebody. And, yeah. I, and I understand if somebody is old, but that's not a reason to not correct them when they misgender somebody. And I understand that like, I get really annoyed when people bring in um, mental illness or learning disabilities with it because like all the trans people I know have a learning disability or are mentally ill. So like, why the fuck does, you are capable of learning. I don't believe that people aren't capable of learning. And like, and then some people are like, Oh, but the the employee, like, sorry, but the customers are gonna misgender you um, all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm prepared for that. I at least want the people I work with to gender me properly. And it's yeah. not it's, it's not hard. Um, when I work on set, so <laughs> film is way, way, way more transphobic than theater. Theater still has a transphobia problem, um, but film film has a huge, huge anti non-binary problem. I think. Um, not that and, and theater theater is like only slightly more progressive like we want like us in theater want to believe that we're way 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 more progressive but we're only like marginally more progressive like like oh God, it's like canada and the us is that what you're about to say yes absolutely <laughs> um but yeah um so on film like honestly like when i'm on film um there are a handful of like good friends I have uh, who who I do background with, and other than that handful of friends, um, I don't usually disclose that I am non-binary because there's a lot of sexism and transphobia on set in the uh, Ontario film scene. Um, so I usually like it's one of those things where it's like. I'm tired. This is not the. I'm not. This is not the hill I'm going to die on in this environment. Yeah. Um, especially because there are people who are so openly trans, like transphobic, and it's one of those things where, like, I get really frustrated. Where it's just like it's still a work environment. If saying these comments wouldn't be okay if you worked at Starbucks, then it's not okay to make those comments when you're sitting and holding and working background for film and television. Like, yeah, and the thing is like there's there's not a lot of support for that for those kind of disputes for like crew needs to fucking step up sometimes because like i i know people who work in film and television and they like for for the more crew side of it and like there's there's more there's more of that bigotry in crew or i've 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 seen more of that bigotry in crew uh, than I thought would be permissible, and and crew needs to tell other crew. It's it's like how you know when you're what like people working in a construction site, and a bunch of them start catcalling. One of the construct like the other construction people who know that that's shitty needs to comment, "Hey, that's shitty. Don't do that." It's that's how I feel about crew in film and television a lot. Like y'all know you know that that's shitty. So because when you're doing especially if you're in it's a little different when you're like when you're uh like a, a day player or like principal talent but if you're a background actor like you're the lowest of the low you you can't do anything and like and there are um anonymous uh ways that you can report that stuff if it's uh and you can anonymously to report to the different uh unions of IATSE and actra if it's an IATSE and actra set 
But like in the moment, there's not really a lot you can do to advocate for yourself with regards to really any kind of bigotry, especially like the more overt things like racism and sexism. Uh, they're they're not really good at sexism, but like if if something racist happens on set, like people would say stuff. If something mm-hmm. if something sexist or homophobic happened on set, it's going to be hit or miss. But if something transphobic or ableist happens on set, no one says anything. And and if anybody does say something um, to advocate for that stuff, they get shut down. Oh yeah, it makes it feel like there's so much so much ableism in film and TV and like, as well as theater. But again, like film is worse with it. And it's, there've been times when I've, I've been on set and um, so for the folks at home who don't know, um, I am hard of hearing. I have um, mild hearing loss in both ears, left is slightly worse than right ear and I have an audio processing disorder. So anyway, um, I've, I've uh, been, I've had an AD give me a lot of attitude because he thinks I'm ignoring something and I'm like I'm sorry like I know I, I didn't catch that like I don't actually know what's happening there's so many sounds happening right now I can't focus so mm-hmm. I didn't so the reason I'm asking you to repeat your instructions isn't because I wasn't listening it's because I couldn't hear and they get annoyed but like I'm sorry I'm not like this on I'm not like this to inconvenience you and I've got um friends who are uh who are like physically disabled and who have um been told like you can't have your cane on set and it's like yo that's why it's one of those things where like like can't 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 they bring their cane on set and then they can use their cane when we're not shooting because they are chronically ill and physically disabled like but the thing is like we have laws to protect this stuff but like crew would say something if it was racist, but they wouldn't do it if it was ableist or transphobic. Mm-hmm. And, and like, even if you go back, like, however many years, like, like it's been just such a slow burn and progression of people saying stuff, even when things are racist. And, and it's just like, like things are like, like things are getting better in regard to homophobia and like, hopefully they're going to start getting better for transphobia, but no, it's everyone, cis people, white people, every person with fucking privilege out there, mm-hmm. step your game up. And if, even if you don't have those racist beliefs, you're contributing to those problematic beliefs by not fucking doing something about it because it is up to you as a bystander to get involved and make issue with what is happening. Because if you're just letting it go, then you are an enabler. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, you go ahead. Oh, just um, with, um, I, I feel I've had an easier time existing non-binary with um, a certain theater things um, like, there was this show that I was in um, in 2018, um, yeah, beginning of 2018, and um, the the director knew I was non-binary, the stage manager knew I was non-binary, and um, one of the actors who I was friends with before auditioning for the show knew I was non-binary. So, like, having people within the cast and crew using my correct pronoun made a huge difference. Um, and it gets really tiring advocating for yourself. Like it takes one other person to correct for misgendering to like take off some pressure. Cause like a lot of the times, like I've, I've had people be like, oh, I like how like you don't get mad when people misgender you. You don't even say anything. And it's like, 
because if I do, no matter how politely I do it, it'll get thrown back at me at some point in time. Uh, yeah. And it's like, no, it does bug me when I get misgendered. It's just, I'm not, I'm not allowed to be upset because then I'm the angry non-binary person because then I'm the angry social justice warrior, feminist, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, I don't have the energy to fight every battle. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, that's why we have the need for allies and we're looking, we're hiring. There's no um, abundance. <laughs> like join, join us. We have cookies. Um, they can be gluten free if you would like. I make vegan cookies. I make regular cookies too. Ah, <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Um, all right, five questions left. Let's do this. All right. When? Number eight. Um, oh, you actually um, touched on this a bit as well. Um, plans to medically transition and how you think it would affect your career. One of the reasons why I don't want to go on testosterone is because I've worked very, very hard on my singing voice. And I, I know that I know that there are like trans men and trans mask and um, non-binary AFAB folk who sing and who still continue to sing through their trans, through um, what T changes and after they've gotten the changes from T. But with my build, I there would not be any, with my build and how I look, there aren't really roles that I would fit. And and I like I like my I like my singing voice. I don't really like my speaking voice, but I like my singing voice, and I don't want to risk that. I I don't want I don't want to compromise that. Especially yeah. like I can get roles with how my voice is and how my appearance is, or how I can make my appearance match. But and especially because like you don't know how T is going to, you don't know how T is going to affect you until you're in the throes of it, and. Yeah, I just, I'd rather do like speech therapy to figure out how to speak in the lower register of my voice. Because really the, yeah. only, the only thing I would want from T is the voice change. And I don't even want to change my voice that much. It's just like, let's go down like three tones for my speech. That's really all I would want. Because um, yeah. I, I don't want a, a huge drop because like, I know, I know people who've been on T for years and their voice changed like a tiny little bit. And then I know people who were on T for like three months and they, their voice just dropped so, so low. And, yeah. and I, um, it's, it's that huge drop that, that would, cause once you're, you can't make your voice go back up once it goes low. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah. Um, I, I know that I don't want top surgery. Um, and again, like I said, like I'm a very small chested person. So if I, like that's that's not something I feel would impact me being cast or not. Um, yeah. The only medical medical thing that I want done is I want my uterus removed. Yeah, um, that's fair. And I really don't think that that would affect me getting cast in things. Um, but yeah, like, but that being said, like me shaving my head felt like a part of my transition. Yeah, I get that. I get. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> me, me presenting androgynously and me, or or when I present masculine, that to me is a part of my transition. Like I feel like, I mean, I know that medical trans, like 
I think social transition is just as important. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that so much. Mm -hmm. um, for yep. the sake of time, though, I'm going to cut some of our questions. So we won't make it to all 13. Sure. So um, I'm still going to get you to say when, though. All right. When? Okay. Non-binary? Puh! Why can't you just choose a side? That's racist because that notion of gender is rooted in white supremacist Christian colonial ideals, which aren't even that old. That's why I'm not choosing a side, because it's racist. I accept your answer. Also, uh, why would you want to choose between chocolate and vanilla? Why can't you have the swirl? Or why don't you pick a different option altogether? Strawberry. I'm allergic to strawberries, so I'm offended by that. <laughs> it's honestly, it's a recent allergy. Over the last few years, just like every now and then I'll eat something and I'll just be like, huh. Like it was, it was at a point where I was like, am I allergic to a pesticide? Because this is too many fruits. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so that will be our final, final question. So I'm going to say, do you have any final closing statements on your experience of gender representation, presentation, and who you are as a person? Um, I feel like within the entertainment industry, I would just like more trans writers, more non-binary writers to be selected and more trans and more non-binary characters written in things, both for film and television, because like the, the, that representation is needed. And there are plenty of non-binary and trans actors ready and willing to work, and they should be cast. Absolutely. Yeah. I like and creators, even if you're cis, you can make a trans character just don't tell their transition story they can exist just like as a cis male you can write a female character ask some fucking questions first though that is my big thing um do your research and don't be a dick um <laughs> this has been serious and scary with um Jess L. Callahan. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween and um happy everything in between. Happy Stay birthday. Safe. Happy, happy.